You're listening to the GCSE Science Podcast. 10-minute episodes for students, parents and teachers that covers the full GCSE specification. Welcome to episode 4, Cell Biology Part 4, Culturing Microorganisms. Given optimum conditions, such as the temperature and the availability of nutrients, there are some bacteria who can reproduce via binary fission once every 20 minutes. That means the population of that bacteria will double every single 20 minutes exponentially. So one important skill that you have to develop as a young scientist as part of your required practical course is the ability to transfer a bacterial culture growing in a nutrient broth onto an agar plate. And it's this method that's used um, to test the efficacy of different antibiotics um, and antiseptics in the pharmaceutical industry. So in the practical in question, you're provided with a nutrient broth that has a culture of bacteria growing inside of it, and you need to transfer that, um, or well, some of the bacteria within there, onto a separate agar plate. Uh, this plate is where you're actually going to test the antibiotics or the antiseptic or the chemical of choice, and you're going to see how it affects the growth of the bacteria you moved across. The issue, therefore, is how you can move the bacteria from one sealed container into the agar plate, which is hopefully sterile, without contaminating either one of them. And it's why this kind of use of aseptic techniques are really important in this practical, because the results of the practical hinge on the fact that you've only got that one kind of species of bacteria growing, and you don't want it contaminated with anything else, either on your person or in the lab or in the environment you're working. Did you know, in addition to these podcasts, we also have online science help videos? Head over to teamscienceedu.co.uk to find out more. So how do you do this? How do you transfer the bacteria from the broth that's been made beforehand onto the sterile agar jelly in the Petri dish? So the first step is all of your equipment must be sterilized beforehand. Now, obviously, lab technicians will do that for your Petri dishes, the agar jelly, um, but it's important that you're kind of responsible for your desk and obviously things like washing your hands before. It's also suggested that you set up um, a Bunsen burner close to your area of work. Uh, the reason being the heat generated from the Bunsen burner flame will generate an updraft of air and that makes sure that um, no air or dust or any other particles that are in the air will fall down into your work area. They'll all be driven up and away from that warm kind of current of air. To move the bacteria from the culture medium, the broth, into the agar plate, you're going to use an inoculating loop. Now this is a small, it's got a metal handle and a small metal wire and a little metal loop at the end. And you have to sterilize this first of all, and you do that by passing that loop into a hot flame on the Bunsen burner. Now it's really important after you've done this, you let the loop cool down, because if not, if you just dip that straight into the bacteria, you're going to kill them straight away. 
So let the inoculating loop cool down. Don't put it down on the desk, though, because as soon as you've done that, you've contaminated it again. And once it's cool, you slightly lift the lid on the nutrient broth, okay? And you dip the inoculating loop in and remove it and put the lid back on. The reason you only slightly lift the lid is, again, you don't want to um, unnecessarily expose it to the air around and things to fall inside of it. Then again, with the agar plate, you slightly lift the lid so as not to unnecessarily expose it to the air. And using the now contaminated inoculating loop, gently scrape it backwards and forwards along the surface of the plate. And this will transfer the bacteria from the inoculating loop onto the agar. Now, once you've done this, you need to sterilize the inoculating loop. You do this again by passing it through the Bunsen burner flame uh, long enough so it heats up. They normally glow orange when they're very warm. Now, when you've done this, the Petri dish needs to be taped shut. Um, it just needs two pieces of tape at opposite ends uh, connecting the top and bottom of the Petri dish. It's important you don't um, like vigorously tape it up or seal it and make it anaerobic inside. You need to let air get in and out. Um, having it anaerobic or completely sealed can let um, very pathogenic, pathogenic bacteria grow, really harmful ones. Uh, the Petri dish should then also be stored upside down. So that's with the gel, uh, the agar jelly on the top of the Petri dish. The reason being condensation is going to appear within the dish and the water droplets will drop down. And you'd rather them drop down onto the empty side of the Petri dish instead of splashing down onto the bacteria and the jelly, disrupting them and disturbing them. And the incubation should be at about 25 degrees C cooler than human body temperature. You don't want to incubate them at body temperature. Again, it affects the type of bacteria that grow. Now, one step that I haven't mentioned is um, with the bottles that you're using, one technique we use is, is it's called flaming the neck of the bottle. So when you've opened the bottle, say to the nutrient broth, just passing it quickly through the flame is another aseptic technique that you can use to ensure there's as little contamination as possible. There is an accompanying set of notes that goes with this podcast. So if you'd like that to read or to print out for your own revision notes and files, then feel free to head over to Team Science Edu, E-D-U, teamscienceedu.co.uk. We'd like to thank you for downloading this GCSE Science podcast. Hopefully it helped you a little bit in the topic we were discussing today. If you have any questions, then please feel free to contact us through Team Science Edu, and we'll try and answer any questions we can in a future podcast.